now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to another episode. Um, we got a lot of different directions we can go with this one, but I want to start with we recorded two weeks ago. I have to go back to our double or nothing, John and Chad. John had John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, and Max Homa. Chad had Tiger, Hovland, Xander, and DJ. I think John won. So I owe you $10 now. I, th- I think I won. I think I won. Pretty, pretty easily, too. <clears throat> yeah, I think John won. All right, so I owe John $10. Um, Real quick, what did I you... I just uh, consistently, Chad, have beaten the piss out of you in these little competitions we've done. I don't think you've, you've beat me once. Well, we've done two. You're up 2-0. Let's roll I mean, I'm smacking you. Let's pipe it down. Chad is uh, our resident Tiger Stan... I want to get your take. What'd you, what'd you think of his performance? Um, I think I got overly optimistic after the first day. Um, sounds so unlike you. I, I know (laughs) never happens. Um, his, his irons were really good. I mean, his irons are still one of the seven or eight best in the world. Uh, he he can get goofy off the tee, which which hurt him, you know, especially Saturday and Sunday. Uh, just too many shots where, the, you know, he's just trying to not get him back in play. But, you know, they weren't he didn't have a lot of legit birdie looks. Um, and, you know, the, he didn't make a lot of putts either. So, I, listen, I'm optimistic moving forward. I think I was looking at, you know, the masters a little unrealistically from, from, uh, his perspective. Um, but you know, I'm excited to see, it looks like he's definitely playing in the open at St. Andrews this year. It sounds like there's a pretty good chance he'll play in the U S open next month or two months from now is U S open. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the winner, Scotty Scheffler, Listen, he's the best player in the world right now for a reason. He just, I mean, it wasn't really close. Uh, He had the big lead after two days uh, and and hung on in the end. But, you know, he's the best player in the world right now. That won't last. I can tell you that for free. But right now, no one's playing better. Chad. Excuse you. Excuse you. Did you see the uh, the statistic about uh, Scotty Scheffler, where his world number one currently is, where, like, his rating, right? It's based on, like, a rating scale, correct? Can you explain the formula that goes into it? Do you know it? Um, No. I mm-hmm. honestly don't. If I had to guess, it's going to be a combination of, you know, wins, making cuts, Um, but also the, you know, you got to evaluate the field because not every guy is playing in every tournament every week. Um, so, so that's going to come into play how deep the field is, like how many guys are ranked in their top, you know, 200 or however many they rank. Okay. Um, so something, something along those lines, I I don't for sure. So listen to this one. I mean, the behind the scenes, I just got to give behind the scenes a look into the, into what just happened here for me. I'm pretty proud of myself. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, 
I asked Chad a question, right? I start a thought. I know I have to finish the thought, and I, I asked Chad a question to buy myself like a minute to get the information that I need that I didn't have offhand there. So, like, I'm giving you behind the scenes. I wasn't ready, but I knew where I wanted to go with it, and I knew I could find it really quick. So here's what I wanted to say when I didn't know what I wanted to say. Bought myself some time. Chad, honestly, I hope the listeners caught what you said. I had no idea what you said um, after I asked the question. I immediately went on Twitter to find what I needed to find. Um, but I just thought I wanted – I just wanted to get, take you guys into, into, into my process for a second there. Um, just you the off-the-cuff – instinctive ability <clears throat> so scotty shuffler his uh his points average his rating or whatever they do is is 10.06 comfortably the world number one from 2000 to 2008 phil mickelson had 77 different weeks where his average score was higher than what scotty's is at number one but uh phil was number two in all those weeks because of tiger which shows how hard it was to catch tiger as number one during that eight-year span, and how much more open the field is now, I would say. I Great. think it's definitely seventy-seven weeks that he had a higher a higher rating than Scotty Scheffler's world number one right now. When Scotty's playing great golf, and Phil's number one, none of those weeks. It's crazy. Listen, how did you be I, that good at a single at an individual sport for eight straight years like that? Like Tiger was just, and honestly, it was probably longer than that. That was just when Phil was number two. Like, you're a psychopath. I mean, part of you is like legitimately. You have like oh, something dude, that legend. people have. Legend. Yeah. Legend. So, anyway, so I want to put it in perspective. So, so Scotty Scheffler's won four of the last seven tournaments he's played in. Does that sound correct? I think it's four of seven. Maybe oh, he's piping hot, dude. So, I want to go 2001 to 2002 for, for Tiger. Some results, okay? Um, so, this is 2001. Uh, Bay Hill Invitational, big tournament, he wins. The Players' Championship, which is like the, the fifth major... He wins a week later. Two weeks after the players, he goes and wins the Masters. Go a month from there, he finishes third at the Verizon Byron Nelson Challenge. Then he goes and wins the Memorial a couple weeks after that. Uh, he wins the WGC after that. Uh, and then he winds up finishing 12th in the U.S. Open to end that season. Um, so then you go to 2002, and he... Wins the Buick, wins the PGA, wins the U.S. Open, wins the Masters. Who's he? I mean, you got to be kidding me. Tiger Woods, baby. It's just I mean, so exciting. Yeah, I knew it was Tiger, but Chad just says he. He just throws he around for both of them without saying their names. He. That's it's unbelievable. I'm sorry. No, this um, John, I have a question for you. You know, we'll get to the meat of our show in a second, but we're transitioning to golf to a tough break you had Sunday night. Um, John, you had Tyler Reddick to win Bristol Dirt. Yeah. Um, you were optimistic. Reddick led most of that third stage. And then. So. <laughs> so here's here. I'll take you into my night Sunday night. So I'm home in Charleston. Uh, did stay through the night, so I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, whatever. I drove home the next day, took a half day off. It was great. Sunday night, 
you know, it's late. It's getting getting to it. Uh, I'm in dig mode at that point. You know, we're down um, a reasonable amount of units. No thanks to the NASCAR race. I did get all the way out and up $1 on the week. It was a hell of a dig Sunday night. A couple parlays and a straight bet. But it could have been a, a huge positive week if Mr. Reddick could have just held on for another uh, like .15 mile chat. I don't know how long Bristol is. It's not very big. Um, you know, you you play dumb games, you get dumb prizes. At the end of the day, I bet on a fucking dirt NASCAR race. What 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 do you expect is going to happen in that? You know, are you who 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 wins that bet? Not not many people. Um, Reddick was plus eight hundred. I'll be honest. So you know, I'm with the family, dude. Reddick was like twelfth, pretty much the whole first stage and like early second stage. Chad, we started playing a game. You know, my mom introduced a new game to the family. We we went to the other room. We played a game. There was no TV in sight. I I didn't check my phone. We you know play a couple rounds. You know. Everyone's all tuckered out from the game. Uh, I check my phone. Someone says Reddick with the eye emoji. And all of a sudden, he's in first with like 30 laps left. So now I'm on the couch all fired up. I'm all into this fucking thing. And this asshole gets caught. How do you get caught? Yeah, how do you get caught? I mean, uh, he, just... Stop, he just like got complacent. He just got caught. If he just kept running the pace, the guy's a little. <clears throat> Don't even get me started with the post-race interview. I feel like in like 2003, if you got like Tony Stewart and Dale Jarrett, dude, or something like that, I mean, punches are getting thrown. We're seeing a couple elbows. You got Chase Briscoe and, um, you know, whatever his fucking name, Reddick. I forget his name, dude. They're all smiles and just all happy, happy, uh, you know, oh, sorry, all butterflies in the interview. It's like, are you kidding me, guys? You just crashed each other. You fucking losers. They're losers. I mean, jeez, dude. What are we doing out there? Why are we doing dirt in NASCAR? I don't like it. I didn't like it very much. It was a slop fest. Do you like it? Do people like it? Here's the thing. Um, I'm not like most of your NASCAR fans in the sense that everyone loves like the Daytona 500. I think it's one of the shittiest races we have every year. It's just luck who wins. You know, the road courses, I think, are extremely dumb. Um Bristol is on dirt is difficult because dirt racing in general is phenomenal, but the cars they have, you can't even get them sideways in the corners. It's just like knockoff dirt racing. So I didn't love it. Stupid. It was an ugly product. Yeah. I mean, listen, Reddick is Reddick grew up. I mean, Reddick's a dirt guy, yeah. So there's no surprise he was good. Same with Briscoe. Those were the two guys I told you were my favorite two plays. Um, but you know, Kyle Busch is a dirt guy. Kyle Larson, so wasn't my favorite race. <laughs> um, but you know, we move on. We go to another shitty track this week. Talladega. Oh man, I'll tell you what, it was fun. It was really stupid, and I hated it, but it was fun. I don't know if I if I'm like embarrassed to know Chad that he knows so much about NASCAR. Like thoroughly impressed. I dude, I grew up in a racing family. What can I say? All the uh, power. I don't mind it. I mean, you know, Formula One's back this week in Imola. We can move on though. NFL draft is soon. Uh, a week. It's a week here. A week out. NFL draft. Uh, we got two Atlanta Falcons super fans here on the podcast, Chad Messier, 
leading the charge in that department and Connor Powers, a recent Falcons fan. What do you guys think about the draft coming up here? Well, listen, I laid out a, a formula for Connor last night. It was more of a proposal to the boys. Um, and they spit in my face. And listen, I get it. I did. You know, Connor there, hated it. And, you, just, you know, it's like. Hit you straight in the forehead and drip down your face for how bad that approach was. And I know you're just being facetious. So, like, I didn't really take it seriously. But, like, that's just not a realistic move or possibility. So, for the folks at home, I'm not going to tell you what I said to Connor. But if you're, you know, there's no Falcons fans here. So, you know, be unbiased with this. But Falcons in two years have Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. They have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba out wide. They have Kyle Pitts at tight end. Are they winning a Super Bowl? I'm saying without a doubt. I mean, I don't care what you got on the defensive side of the ball. You're just going to outpipe teams. Um, and I think you can make that happen. It's up to the Falcons on whether they want to part with A.J. Terrell. Terrific up-and-coming cornerback. Do you want to move them and be heroes? Or do you want to keep them and be complacent? Simple as that. You done? Yeah. All right. Because, I mean, we're not really going to address that. Regardless, part one of your plan is looking like it's likely to happen. I think Garrett Wilson's probably going to be the pick at eight, Um, which I'm I'm excited about. And I'm I'm still terrified we're going to take a quarterback, but... Connor, I have a question for you. If the Falcons had... The number one overall pick this year. Who would you want them to take? I would probably want Hutchinson or Evan Neal with the number one overall pick. Okay. And I, I think that other – we can talk about the DNs in law, at large here, but I know Trayvon Walker's getting steamed fast to being the number one pick. Um, it's basically the thing with the Jags is that Trent Baalke wants Trayvon Walker, uh, ownership wants Hutchinson, and the coaching staff apparently wants Evan Neal or another offensive tackle. Um. I think Walker might end up being better with Hutt than Hutchinson and more, you know, athletically gifted. But the Falcons have had such bad with pass rushers that if they had the number one overall pick, I would just want the the safe play with the high floor, maybe a little bit lower ceiling. But I I think, you know, Hutchinson's at least going to give you the effort out there, you know, day in, day out, which you, you don't know with the other guys. I mean, Hutchinson, listen. Don't like where he came from, but bottom line is, you know, a lot like the Bosa's. Uh, you said it perfectly, high floors, um, but also high ceilings. I just, I think you're right. Hutchinson's probably the guy this year, um, but but we'll see. Um, my, my follow-up question, Falcons related, is if one of the two 
of the big two among defensive backs, that being Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner. If one of those two guys falls to eight, um, is that does that move up your list? Would you be intrigued by pairing AJ Terrell with one of those two? Uh I would like taking either of them. Um, and if you had asked me earlier in the offseason what they were going to do with that pick, I would have told you they probably go corner. But them signing Casey Hayward in free agency makes me think that they're not targeting either of those guys seriously. So I would be fine with it. I think, surprisingly, corner isn't one of the positions of great need for them right now. So I think they'll look elsewhere. Kyle Hamilton, I wouldn't mind if he fell, which it's looking like he he might. I mean, if they went defensive back or safety in Kyle Hamilton, you know, that shows what they're trying to do on the defensive side of the ball, which is what's similar to what Miami has done in recent years. And that's build from the outside in. You know, you see so many, you know, solid defenses that build from the inside out. I mean, the Patriots defense has been built on, you know, outside in for the last 10 years. Um, that's what Miami's doing. And it's, you know, an interesting, you know, way of looking at things. What do we think the Dolphins are doing in the draft? Let's, let's get a little bit of an update there. Well, I would like a, to make a point uh, regarding the Dolphins. Um, being a reporter, I'm a reporter of the Dolphins. I'm a fan of the Falcons. Um, I think Miami would be, listen, you know, you should not spend 25 plus million dollars on two different receivers. But if I'm Miami right now, I'm going to San Francisco. I'm like, listen, we'll give you a first rounder next year. You choose which one and you give us Debo Samuel and you hightail it out of town. You run on back to South Beach, and it's like we have all the weapons. What? Why, though? Why do we need that? Because you're in a position where you have the defense in place. You have a quarterback that, well, you know how I feel about him. Just give him all the weapons. See what happens. I mean, I'm fine trotting out there, Waddle, uh, Hill, and... Debo, more the merrier. Cedric uh, Wilson. The guy's irrelevant. He's never done anything. In He's a good player. Are you kidding me? What's his name? He's going to be our number two next, or number three next year. The uh, kid from Kentucky that sat out this past year. Oh, good grief, dude. Um, this is good. You're going to regret that statement. Connor, to answer your question, Miami picks in, I think they have a pick in the third round, like 102. Yeah, I think they'll probably go linebacker. Um, or O-line. I mean, could always use help on the O-line. Oh, we go show O-line. And a lot of O-linemen and linebackers, yeah. Um, Not a lot of holes. No. Nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's rare. We haven't been in this spot. What do you think about it? How do you feel? I'm pretty optimistic. I think our win total is really low, isn't it? Like eight? I have no idea what it is. Nine. Yeah, it was eight. eight or eight and a half. Slam that. Slam. Oof. Um, Connor, I want to bounce this back to you because I'm not in agreement with John and the Dolphins. Um, are there any names of guys, um, that you want the Falcons to have their eye on, you know, rounds two through end of the draft outside of the first round, that eighth overall pick, we talked about that. Anyone later on, you know, you're eyeing. Uh, 
I I want George Pickens in a Falcons jersey. I've decided, but I think I think he might end up going in the first round. He's been uh, climbing draft boards pretty fast. Uh, I also wouldn't hate the Falcons trading back into the first round and drafting like Matt Corral. I just I'm intrigued by him as a uh, a quarterback prospect. So I wouldn't hate that either. But sounding like Desmond Ritter might be their guy if they do that. So interesting. From everything I've read, this is apparently supposed to be a weaker draft. No one's interested in moving up, which you know usually signifies that. Um, I don't know. I think I think the top ten is solid in general. You've got three elite defensive backs who we talked about. You have two, you know, elite offensive linemen in Neil and uh, uh, something cross. He, he, and you have uh, that uh, Kim Ikongu. Oh, oh, yes, him as well. Yeah. Charles Cross is the guy from Mississippi State. Okay. I, I like the spot the Falcons are in there because I think they're going to get a really solid player at eight regardless of position. And quite frankly, it's, you know, it's going to be – you want those quarterbacks to go high to push some of these top end guys down a little bit to you guys. So you want to see two, three quarterbacks go before you. Um, I don't, think, I don't know. think that's going to happen. Probably not, but I don't know. I think the Falcons. I'll tell you they, what, it, well, it could get really crazy if the Lions end up taking a quarterback at two out of nowhere. Um, then, then shit's going to get really crazy, I think. But as a Falcons fan, man, I'm, I I love seeing that because, you know, some of those top-end guys are going to fall to me at eight. Yeah, I um, – we'll see. They they should be in a good spot. I, I always feel like sneaky picks like seven through ten teams miss out a lot for whatever reason. Because you're missing out on like the, the top, top talent. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like that that range, there's always busts in, in that order. So that, that makes me a little bit nervous. Connor, I think you're overthinking it. You have a top 10 pick. You got to be positive right now. Yeah. Do we know, like, do teams miss a lot on those picks? Is there, a, is there a stat to that? I'm just thinking the Falcons have drafted, like, Jamal Anderson with the ninth overall pick. Uh, we also drafted Vic Beasley in that range who he admittedly did have, like, one of the best years ever and then just fell off the face of the earth. Um, At least you're not picking 19th and have to, you know, choose Austin Jackson, the worst pick in NFL history. Is that the tackle from USC? Yeah. Man, someone brought his name up the other day. I bursted out laughing. Guy sucks. What team is he on now? Um, he would be on the Dolphins still. <laughs> Why? I don't know. What position? Is I he? don't know. Is he still playing tackle, or do we move him around? Like, is like what? Does he even roll next year? Do you know? What do you think? I think he's vying for the starting right tackle spot. I mean, oh my God, that's to his blind side. Hey, it's giving me the willies. Put arms um, over there. Yeah, what? I know. What what's your hot take for the draft this year? Ooh. Mine is that Jameson Williams will be the first receiver taken. 
Okay. Who do you Mine think the best is, player in the draft will be? End up being. Now you got me with two questions. All the questions. Slow your roll oh, there. For a second that's a good here. one, John. Let me think about that for a sec. I think in terms of just consistent Pro Bowl, all pro play, I think Evan Neal is going to be the best player in the draft. Guys, am I being biased by saying it's Olave? He's going to end up in Green Bay. And, I mean, he's going to be a 1,000-plus yard receiver for the next decade. It's hard for a receiver to be the best player in their draft, though. Who can you say that about safely in the league right now? I would try and answer that, but the issue is I have no idea who was drafted with who. Yeah. It's an interesting I, thought experiment for you, Chad. That's got me running numbers that I'm not prepared to run right now. Trayvon Walker's a good player. Um, I think Kyle Hamilton's going to be good. Good safety. Probably one of the better safety prospects recently. Top 10. Um, I really would say uh, Derek Stingley I think is going to be really good. Good player. Yeah, he's an athletic freak, but I I think the concern similar to Thibodeau is people are concerned that these guys just like don't really care that much. Oh, you know, people can do whatever they want to do, dude. What are they fucking texting them? What are they getting? What are they getting lunch together? What are they talking to the guy? I'm just saying, I don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. No one fucking knows. It's unbelievable. I um, it's crazy. I I think Connor asked the initial question of hot take for the draft. I don't know how hot this would be, but I think there are four, five receivers that go in the top 16 picks. I Wilson, think those. Ave, Drake London, Jamison Williams. Who's the fifth? Traylon Burks. That's my hot take. Um, so warm take. Yeah, it was warm. Straight up, who is your not even who you think will be the best? Who is your favorite player in the draft? Why does that matter? Like who is just from uh however you want to look at it. You want doesn't matter what round. Who do you want your team to take? So I have to speak from a Packers, Falcons, and Dolphins perspective here. Um, you know, for the Packers, it's Olave. I mean, come on, Rodgers to Olave. Get Gus Johnson on the call. I'm going to have major issues. Um, for the Falcons, I saw Gus Johnson did a he he did an NBA game the other day. Dude, Gus Johnson gets me going from zero to a hundred. I had to mute it because I was like, it was like. 7 p.m. on a Thursday, I was running around my room getting fired up. I had to, like, calm down, mute it. I mean, he's just he's just the best there is, the best in the business. Connor, I'm thinking about it more. I'm all in on the Falcons going Stingley here. BPI, I want Stingley in a Falcons uni. And then Garrett Wilson. Well, tie. Have him as a tie. 
The uh, the the uh, the athletic has Garrett Wilson ranked as the number ten prospect. Chad, Jamison Williams thirteen, Chris Olave seventeen. What are your thoughts? Garrett Wilson's one of the best route runners I've ever seen. Um, he's also really athletic. Uh, not a burner, but you know I I think he's the best in the draft. Um, so does athletic. Yeah, yeah. Jamison Williams is first and foremost a Buckeye. Um, he's as fast as they come. Bottom line, if he's in the right offense, he could be huge. Olave's just silky smooth, just butters you up. I literally want to butter a piece of toast thinking about Chris Olave running routes. I mean, the separation... Chad might have to get like a restraining order from Ohio State football. It, it's getting to a point where it's like starting to get a bit creepy. I know. It's just, you know, listen, the, the Dolphins say what you want. They've been a disaster for a decade plus. It'll probably continue. The Kings at this point, I mean, like, how are they, how haven't they been bought out yet? I mean, they're not even a franchise. You know, I like the Sabres. We haven't been good in 15 years. Syracuse basketball is don't even get me started. Oh, we have to talk about that. Um, so what else do I have, man? That's me. That's that's Chatty Two Shoes' Ohio State football until further notice. Um, and that's going to transition me to the Carrier Dome is no more. Carrier is gone. John, fill us in on the details. Carrier's gone. Some company called like JDA Wireless or whatever. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What is that? Uh, they're replacing them as a sponsor. So the 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 you know the most infamous branding of a stadium naming rights deal in sports history is no more. Um, Syracuse made what 2.75 million off of the carrier naming rights. For the 50-ish years they were the sponsor. I mean, that is just insane. That's nuts. <laughs> the KFC Yum Center probably makes more in a year than Syracuse has made the last 50 years. Probably makes more in a month. Dude, I'd like to think that we kind of got this this ball rolling. I mean, we did have the uh, the exclusive report. <laughs> we did. This year. We did. I need to. Syracuse I need to is making some... about fifty-five k a year, <laughs> dude. That's less than <laughs> like. That's probably less than one kid from out of state's paying in tuition. Syracuse is making a, a reasonable entry level salary a year off of the sponsorship. And that that's what they used to do all the renovations, bro. John, Syracuse probably made more per ACC game in ticket sales than they were getting off of their naming rights for <laughs> per year. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, probably just by the conference schedule. Yeah, Easily. yeah. I mean, how bad? Who were the who were the big wigs at Syracuse at the time that they made that deal? I mean, you got to be kidding they, me. There's no doubt they were losing money on the dome. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, there there is definitely something behind the scenes going on there. Like, Carrier promised one of those people something extra that's just not on the books. 
There's just no way. There, when would you ever agree to a lifetime contract? <laughs> it, like, it, what are you doing? It makes That's no crazy. sense. It's crazy. Uh, and what was this carrier doing? Did, there's no way people were were people buying shit because they were the sponsor of the dome. I didn't even I'm know sure they were like. Yeah, I didn't even know they were still in business. I didn't know I they didn't were even know that carrier was a company for, about it. forever. Like, I learned carrier was a company when I learned that they paid two point seven five million for naming rights. I thought they just called it the carrier dome because it was like like Joe Carrier's grandfather or something. Chad, I, thought, I thought Chad would like that one. Took me Christian Portland. Speaking of. The Abe Lincoln Center. Wait, John, I see you next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. First time in s- seven years. I don't even know what you how tall are you? I'm <laughs> like I put me at five eleven. What do you weigh? A buck fifty. Oh wow. That's wild. Do I like give you a hug when I see you? Do we shake hands? No, just do normal. Where, just be normal where guy is this, things. Where is this meeting taking place? Of course. So John, this asshole, you know, I, I give him a call on what was it, Thursday, Friday, and he was driving home. He was in a tizzy, folks. John, you don't see it on the air all the time, but John gets in Friday. tizzies very easily. He was, was stuck in traffic, and I thought he was going to start crying. I mean, never, ever, ever. Listen, if you're out there and you're listening to this, never drive to Charleston on Good Friday. Just don't do it. No one so, wants to stay on the road, or or uh, no one wants to keep their vehicle, you know, without hitting another vehicle. It seemed like that whole drive. There's so much traffic, so much crashes. You know what's worse though than the 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 shit on your side is like the the rubbernecking to look at the other side. I think there are more crashes on the other side of the interstate that slowed down my side that I realized after the fact. It was it was absolutely egregious. Go ahead, Chad. Um, so John will be in DC next weekend. Um and then we're like Christian should come and Chicky's coming. Um, hopefully my busy season ends that Friday. So it's going to be interesting. I'll say that much. Dude, this is like so weird. Like, what are we going to talk about, John? You guys can figure that out out off the air. I really don't. Don't care, but it's like talking to anybody, dude. Not like what do you it. mean? What are like, we gonna I, talk about? I feel like I'm going on a first date. You're getting all nervous for no reason. I am. I'm jittery. Um, what are we at last call? We might be at the last call. No. Oh no, we're gonna stop. Cause stop with this. Why are you acting weird? <laughs> I'm not acting weird. I'm just what, you, what are we gonna talk about? Life. What we're doing, how we've been, what we're gonna do later in the day, what we're gonna do in the moment, something funny that happened, something funny that happened to someone else. That's what we're gonna talk about. That's what everyone talks about. Don't yell at me. We're gonna drink. We're gonna eat. Sports will be on. We're gonna talk about fucking sports. That's what we do here. 
what we're gonna do there. Throw some plays out. A wild there. Maybe, question. Maybe you I'll get. You gave me a potential next strain from from all that. Um, My last call was going to be, shout out Jay Wright, guy announced his retirement out of left field today. Only 60 years old. Pretty crazy he's retiring before Jim Beheim. honestly. That's, like, mind-blowing to me. Um, But insane career, good for him. I guess he just wants to step away. I don't know why he retired. Um, The head coach at Fordham's been named the next coach of Nova. I'm blanking on his name, Kyle uh, something. So congratulations to him. Um, But that's about it. I mean, why is Jim Beheim still coaching? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My last call is... You know, shout out Dwayne Haskins. Uh, awful news. Thinking about, you know, fam- his family and friends. But, you know, may he rest in peace. John, you got anything to end with? So, folks, I think John's mad at me. He's gone incognito. Yo, my Wi-Fi is bad. Can you hear me out there? Yeah, we can hear you. We got a copy. copy? You copy? All right. I feel like I'm in a. I feel like I'm in the bottom of a submarine. Um, <laughs> what are the, what's the noise they make, dude? You ever been in one of those things? Yeah, I'm I, going. I feel like you're like uh, on the news when they don't have the people videoing in. It's like their reporters are calling in, and they're always like, "Yeah, yeah, hey, Bob, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, hey, I'm down here at the uh, the scene of the crime." Go ahead, though. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you what. It's basically just like, you know, sometimes it'll, uh, you, you just got to go audio only at a work meeting. You know, sometimes it's just uh, low level. I don't know. Um, the Wi-Fi, but really this is this is a Wi-Fi issue. Um, I'm going to try to get the video back. Here we go. You got me? Keep it off. You got me? <laughs> I got you. Chad's got all these little side comments tonight. He's got, I don't know what's going on over there. Chad, are you stressed out? That's my last call, Chad. What's wrong with you? I'm a, I'm a little stressed. Are you okay? It's just a hectic time of year with work. I'm a little stressed. T- tax season's over. Shouldn't you be not stressed now? No, audit season goes to the end of April. Oh, my goodness. Audit season. Huh. What are you going to be like next week? Are you going to be brutal? I hope not. <laughs> I should have brought that up with Christian before he booked his flight, but whatever. Wow. Flights weren't too expensive, so, um, you know, what's going on with the war? Do you guys know? <laughs> we're, we're, we, we don't have to get into the war right now. That's that's a long conversation. Ukraine's uh, putting up a fight. They're fighting yeah, their ass off. Yeah. Chad, yeah. maybe we can add that to the topic list. Talk about the war. About. Any one of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, all, right. all right. With um, that, we sail off. Baseball season's back. Oh. Wait, baseball season returns since we started. Um, yes. I, I truthfully don't really care about baseball until, like, June. 
how are the Pirates doing? Uh, midseason Pirates. The Pirates were five. The Pirates were five and four. They're now five and seven. Got swept by the Brewers. I think they were all day games. I was getting alerts like at four o'clock in the workday every day this week to let me know the Pirates lost and scored about one run a game. That's what they do. But they're showing a willingness to invest some capital. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. What did I don't know what to think anymore. What a crummy organization. The contracts they're giving out are like, they seem like they're honestly, it seems like Key Brian Hayes probably screwed himself over. I don't think, he, I feel like he didn't get enough money. Um, good for the Pirates. Uh, Brian Reynolds got like a weird two-year contract. I don't really know what that means. It was kind of odd. I think it's just an arbitration-related thing. He's probably going to get traded. So, you know, I love being a Pirates fan. It's fun. At least the Sabres are kind of a wagon. The Sabres are the best uh, non-playoff team, I think, in NHL history right now. The 2021 Sabres. Well, that's what you call exaggeration. Like, top five. Ever? Uh, like, ever. Like, I think ever. They've had a good two months. Let's pipe it down a little bit. We, you, you called me the other day to say that. They're a wagon in the moment. Um, they're a wagon. You know what I love is Las Vegas is not going to make the playoffs. Fuck you, Jack Eichel. Nope. Anyone else? All right. We're going to call it. Uh, it was good catching back up with you guys. We will be back after the draft to recap Garrett Wilson or Chris or Garrett Wilson or Derek Stingley to the to my Atlanta Falcons. But with that, we sail off. I love you all. Good night. Thank you for listening. Production by 